I am free to make my own choices and calls, but only within these narrow normed walls. I am free to choose and free to breathe, but only within what I am to perceive. I am free to task and to speak till I remain unheard at the societal peak. I am not chained, and yet I am tied, for I shall be free only till I abide. We have been ruled by men who live in an illusion, an illusion that you can have freedom by government control. Joining us today is Ritwik Avasti, a fellow curious mind, author of the Psych Effect blog, to talk about how did we get to a pseudo-democratic stage in governance, and when and how do the power mongers of society poison the roots of democracy they stand on. First of a two-part series, I am Nicola Penn. and welcome to episode 1 of the age of aquarius hey hi so uh, hi there ritwik glad we are finally doing this so we've had a lot of offline conversations about uh, about socio political issues so far and uh, like only yesterday we were talking about the emergence of cults and the whole concept of how they are formed and what they actually are but uh, to start things off let's just backtrack and see how we got here for once i mean how on earth did we get to a point in time where we live in a sort of pseudo democracy let's let's just see and start off with that what are your thoughts i believe that uh, anything that begins has a demise to it right and okay. uh, everything reaches its uh, highest level or highest gratitude highest point as one could say so even with democracy when it began it began as a uh, an alternative to what was existent right that was colonialism and prior to that you know uh, one man's rule so this was uh, this came out from a lot of revolutions uh, you know the glorious revolution of uh, uh ritwik i think uh, i think for all the listeners here you should probably want to speak a little louder into the microphone am i audible now yes much better please continue Okay, so I believe that uh, you know democracy uh, was nothing but an alternative to the existing uh, political structures that were there, right? So and you mean like tyranny, basically, right? Kings and all that. Kings and uh, rule of one man or rule of one class, and democracy okay. came out as an alternative to it. So democracy, according to me, was never an idea in itself. it was more of an alternative to the existing uh, structures so if we talk about uh, the glorious revolution of england or if we talk about the american revolution or the main where in the ideas of you know liberty equality and uh, all these fraternity ideas they came in uh, the french revolution uh, yes exactly these were more of an alternative to the existing structures and it was just uh, how to get out of something right but okay so i i don't really understand what is the need what was a need so pressing for everybody spe- specifically if you talk about the french revolution and the whole tennis court episode and things like that i mean mm-hmm. what what really set off people uh, against tyrannies i mean from as far as we can remember in in our entire history probably a little before uh, till up till a little before the french revolution we have always been ruled by rulers there has mm-hmm. always been king there's always been tribesmen who are leaders and 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 democracy somewhat feels like that today as well but we'll get to that in a second i mean 
what was so pressing for people at that time point in time that they actually had to go out and revolt against uh, against an existing order which has been so persistently and somewhat successfully managing everything uh, of what we call a civilization till that point in time i mean what what was the psychological connection what kicks you into that frame of mind that i will die but i will not be uh, be ruled anymore unless i have a say in the decision making okay so going back you know uh, going going back further more into the history if you look at uh, i mean there's this book uh, called sapiens i don't know if you have read it or not yeah yeah yuval noah harari is one of I'm one of his biggest fans yes so even in sapiens he talks about uh, you know uh, that uh, we believe that or we we tend to think that you know uh, the rulers and the one class ruling was always the greatest idea and then democracy came out of it right but the truth is that if you look at the uh, you know ancient societies and uh, ancient models whether it's indus valley or the babylons or the the structures that came after that uh, the society was much more holistic there were tribes whether mm-hmm. it was europe or whether it was uh, you know asian countries there were tribes and there was much more uh, uh, cohesiveness in the society okay if a decision is being taken uh, yes there'll be elders taking the decision for example you know in in indian context whether you have uh, tribes or whether you uh, look into the village system of india uh, the elders taking the decision or uh, some people who have been given power by the people when when i say power i don't just mean you know the democratic structure structural power but uh, power in terms of uh, responsibility wherein uh, you rely on them not just by the means that this is the only structure that you have but by a tested ground that okay these people are people who will take the right decisions for us because you have grown with them you have that cohesiveness and you have that uh, basic understanding that yes these are the people whom we can rely upon right and all right where i i believe the entire system of panchayats if you call it or the entire system of you know uh, the the viking tribes etc these came out of it but correct uh, yes the, the the problem came in when there was uh, i mean the entire i won't say democracy also but even the rulership and uh, the the aristocracy that came in uh, when you wanted to expand because with this structure of cohesiveness and the structure of tribe you can either fight the another tribe or you can sustain yourself so this was much more a subsistence kind of a setup wherein you are just sustaining the currently existing land or the currently existing resources that you have in front of you and you're making the best out of it and um, living as you could say a socialistic life but then came the reason or the came you know uh, a logic of expansion and this came from uh, uh the, this rose out of europe where you know you first see the uh, nation states and the nations developing okay so of a nation so basically mm-hmm. right so uh, i mean uh, so basically we are as a civil or as a group of people we will look to expand from our current region of control to a wider region of control because of the finite resources and that i've eaten up practically everything uh, in terms of natural resources there is is that what you mean 
Yes, so if you look at Alexander, if you look at you know uh, Genghis Khan, if you look at Napoleon, or you know even in Indian context, if you look at the Mauryan Empire or uh, the Cholas, the Guptas, they uh, went out of their uh, or even for that matter Mughals and you know then the Britishers etc. They went out of their uh, comfort zones as one could say or their own mainland in uh-huh. search of something. Correct. Whether it was men, whether it was land, whether it was resources. and right. that's when you needed one person to take all the decisions that's why you needed one man to be held responsible and if you want somebody to be held responsible you need to give them the required powers and that's where uh, you know establishment of uh, this uh, aristocracy came in correct yes i agree with you tilia so yeah so if you look at like as we were discussing about the uh, the the existence or the origin of democracy uh, if you look at french revolution the ideas were very different from what uh, you know later on napoleon did the uh-huh. ideas were that of liberty fraternity um, equality etc and when napoleon came into power and i believe i, I don't remember the exact quote or the statement of napoleon but uh what he meant was paraphrasing uh, his words rather uh he said that you know these ideas sounds well but the thing is if you want to even establish these ideas you first need to be a tyrant all right Because yeah others others won't understand you in a democratic setup or in an equality setup everybody will have their own voice so you need to go beyond that and you need to have that power to you know first rule them and then make them understand and that's where he fell right so i agree with, so so this is where the democracy came in as an alternative and nothing more than that all right so and, uh, like basically like a kickback reaction you know so that everybody has more of a say into the final decision making authorities and you know just just the fact that we are also being heard yes so again if you look back uh, to the history and if you look at world war 1 and world war 2 i believe that um, uh, in a lot of studies and in a lot of, lot of historical context uh, you would uh, realize that uh, once world war 1 happened and then you know uh, uh, there, there was a league of nations that developed which was uh, the ancestor of uh, united nations united nations yes and then you know world war 2 happened so the reason for world war 2 i mean there are multiple reasons there were there were economic reasons re- reasons related to resources etc but uh in order to create that environment globally you needed to and if you look at the current scenario if you look at the you know scenario uh, way back in world war 2 you would realize that um, uh, very similar things are happening right now very very similar things are happening right now like what so, so for for once i can i can definitely feel a lot of polarization that is happening globally between between races between countries between sects between first world and third worlds so on and so forth but but what else but i mean what other because see uh, from my from my i'm just is just me jotting down my memory here uh, what i remember is that uh, the, the main problem or the, the main agenda uh, for germany to rise up like that and be able to be polarized into nazi and uh, uh, and basically a non nazi Uh, sect is that uh, is that they were treated very very unfairly uh, during the treaty of versailles and everything like that i mean a lot of uh, it, the 
practically crippled the country uh, into submission uh, by the rest of the european powers uh, but are we doing something similar right now as well yes so i would like to uh, just introduce a little bit of uh, psychology here uh, i mean understanding it from a social psychology perspective rather than a political perspective uh-huh. so after the treaty of versailles and after you know uh, whatever uh, backlash that germany suffered and the other countries as well whether it was italy or japan uh, they suffered etc uh, there was a time when they needed uh, you know the people of these countries the people of these countries needed some sense of nationalism and uh, why this nationalism was needed to justify this you know backlash to justify this wrong doings now there is one way to justify it rationally by saying that you made wrong decisions your governments made wrong decision and as a country you might have made a i mean very very uh, uh, problematic decisions and hence it led to whatever uh, the treaty says right and uh, that's why you you suffered this humiliation but this is very tough for a basic a common man to understand that you know uh, these were the political reasons these were the economic reasons these yeah. were the you know military reasons etc etc because uh, we we go to office we come back and you know we don't have that time or energy to invest into studying and knowing the realities certainly so certainly create, so it's better to create a perception no matter how false or wrong or right it is right we are not the judge of that but creating a perception is much better than knowing the exact reality because for knowing the exact reality you need to put in a lot of efforts which you are not trained for as well you have been sedated not to think for the reality you have been sedated to accept the perception that has been given to you and hitler took the right advantage of it came out at the right time this was like being the right uh, being at the right place at the right time kind of an you know scenario he was at the right place at the right time and he took the advantage of this a uh, growing perception that you know whatever is wrong with germany is because of the jews okay so if you look at it he was not the one to introduce it right but he was one to uh, magnify it to such a great extent right and cause it as as one of the reason of uh, polarization yeah so like for example even today in india if i ask somebody to you know look at uh the stats in terms of what is the gdp what is the gdp growth rate how much is there in manufacturing and even if they know that you know how do they know that you know uh because in in numbers you would see that okay the gdp is kind of growing right maybe not not the same uh, percentage but it is growing right things are steady whatever but if you tell them that you know from an economic standpoint or from a from a theory standpoint uh if you are investing more into service sector that is like uh, uh, a jobless growth Mm-hmm. Right, you need to invest on manufacturing or you need to better your agriculture because we are an agricultural society we need to better the ways and you know modify and uh, modernize your uh, agriculture now these are things for which one needs to have great understanding and if not then you need to study a lot or maybe you know research a lot before accept, accepting any any perception but rather it's better to say that you know no matter what is happening whether it's economic or whether it's population whether it's um even for that matter corona virus is because of one class and one religion isn't it yes of course so that gives that gives us a relief you know that gives us a relief and a, a position to point at a people to point at rather than
and pointing ourselves that maybe you know we must have made a wrong decision somewhere hmm all right so uh, yeah so it's more like being in the know kind of thing like, i know the answer for this i mean i know why this is happening and i know that there are 500 things wrong with the world and i know that it's because of uh, say democracy or because of donald trump or because of because xi jinping in china not making the right decision and the crony capitalism or whoever i want to blame this all so all this your uh, all this uh, is uh, definitely i can understand i mean all of this will definitely lead to polarization and by polarization i mean a vast majority of people getting aligned to a same kind of a thought a same kind of a mindset and a common enemy of sorts uh and that then can be utilized so that is some kind of democracy in itself right when you have a large united group of people whether they are right or whether they are wrong is hardly is is hardly of any matter here because when most of us feel a certain way or want to do a certain or uh, want to blame a certain section of people or powers etc then we are free to do it and then we can and once you have enough numbers you can probably go against them and and change it to your to your own betterment right yes so if you look at time and again in history i mean why i say that you know as we were discussing yesterday uh why i say that this is not just politics now or this is not just about democracy or you know any kind of setup now this is much more than that this is a cult now they are trying to establish a cult and not just you know so i, I was also discussing with uh, one of my friends that uh, they are not power hungry or they are not money hungry right the leaders of the world today they are not power hungry or they are not money hungry they want to establish a different cult also uh, rithvik we're just we're just losing you in terms of the volume again am i audible now yes absolutely so we'll we'll try and maintain the same kind of volume here sure sure so um, as i was saying i was talking to you know one of my friend as well and uh, again we were discussing the same thing that uh, they like the leaders of the world today they are not uh, money hungry or they are not power hungry anymore okay they are much more than that they they are themselves a part of a cult and they are trying to establish and propagate this cult right and everything even us opposing them is empowering them okay and how how exactly is that i mean is this are you talking about a, a common cult that we are looking at here so okay so every uh, every uh, leader or every nation would have a different set of uh, maybe a different uh, chapter of this cult but it is established it is getting established all over the world and same was the thing back in world war 2 and that's why i say that there is a lot of similarity in world war 2 and the current situation right so right right cult, if you look at a cult you know there are multiple things that you could now relate to the current situations the current scenarios right uh, the first thing foremost uh, looking at a little bit of biology they are trying to attack your dopamine yes your pleasure hormone your mm-hmm. pleasure center mm-hmm. right they are trying to create that because see if you think and if you think in a particular angle which you might not agree with that requires a lot of efforts that is hard work actually right correct uh, going beyond your current existent set of thinking so it's better to be trapped in that thinking because that gives you a pleasure right that gives you a validation that yes my points are right my view of the world is right so the first thing foremost what they are doing from a biological standpoint is attacking your dopamine now but this is something that you know 
maybe a consequence of what all they are doing. But uh, as far as I could see, I mean, this has always been there. Attacking the dopamine has always been there, whether it was done by political leaders or whether it was done by you know capitalists or whether it was done by advertising and marketing agents. But uh, this has always been there. Another thing is, whenever a new cult emerges, they would establish some kind of, uh, as I call them, I mean metaphorically speaking, some kind of drug. So, again, uh, giving you an example, when uh, the Britishers and the colonial powers wanted to establish uh, their stronghold in China, they were unable to find any way out. Okay. Right. They were unable to uh, seep into their society or seep into their, you know, political structures because China has always been very strong with their way of living and their way of working right and they don't accept anything from the outside so easily as i may call it mm-hmm. so so in order to seep into their society and seep into their economy or political structures what the britishers did was they started india china opium trade all right yes so that was a revenue generator for them from india as well but at the same time they were able to dominate the chinese market because the chinese became addicted to opium correct so yeah so so that that also relates to a, a dopamine kind of a kick right yeah they have to have to now uh, you know rely upon uh, britishers uh, and now britishers can actually uh, deal with them in their terms in their own terms rather than you know uh, getting suppressed by chinese because they have now seeped into their society mm-hmm. so i believe right now that kind of drug that they are using is uh, i mean of course it's it's very generic but you know uh, the social media can be seen as one of the biggest drugs and they are now owning the industries as well the industry that manufactures this drug okay so you mean that this drug in itself yeah so you mean that uh, social media is the new form of opium that we are all being treated with yeah all right yeah i mean that does make that does make some kind of sense although although a little far fetched but i can understand but i can see the line of the line of reasoning that's leading up to this and uh, yeah i, I say this now this is an, why this is an industry or why this is um, uh, you know uh, why they own it is because uh, and why this is a drug is because see first if you look at the progression of uh, indian media right if not the world per se but if you look at indian media the first step was in television media i mean the first step was to exp- just tell you what the news is right mm-hmm. wherein they, they were they were telling you the headlines of uh, the newspapers every night for for an hour and you know, and that was it yeah yeah and then came the second phase wherein they were now explaining you stuff there were discussions they were giving you opinions on the same news they were giving you the left right and the center of the news right exactly yes yes it's 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 become less and less of reporting actual facts as they happen and more of what we think about what happened you know like my perception or my opinion and which is which basically results in 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 the propaganda of whoever has the largest share in your network right the worst part is that now they have entered into the third phase of media and that's where this becomes a drug because now they are manufacturing news they are not just telling you the news they are not just explaining you the news 
but they are actually manufacturing the news. but how how are they manufacturing news i mean okay so if you look at uh, you know the news reports these days mm-hmm. right they can make anybody a rock star and they can make anybody uh, a beggar in a second all right yeah they yeah. can make any situation look so huge and they can make you know such an economic blunder like demonetization look nothing right 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 so so so, so they are trying to they are trying to uh, i think uh, in in the words of ronald reagan this is perception management that is happening on a mass scale with with, with media houses right but i i i really don't understand i mean see uh, apart from apart from opposition and apart from the justice and enforcement system media is supposed to be one pillar of democracy how did we come to a point in time when democracy is is practically ruling uh, uh, ruling the entire world in its own sections uh, when if you count states as spe- as specific entities i mean it is basically almost 80% 80% of the world is a democracy right now right and at the same time uh, almost entirely almost entirely one of the major pillars of democracy uh, which is media is is almost non existent it, it's almost it's almost pseudo media i cannot I, i cannot really trust any of the opinions that these guys are given me for that matter i have never even asked anybody for their opinions unless the, I, unless i specifically want to go in and and ask somebody an opinion i am just being bombarded with opinions and opinions and opinions instead of the actual facts and and even on the pretext of sharing actual facts with me what i get is an opinionated watered down or blown up version of events that they happen so and i mean as of today what where do i turn to if i want actual actual news or if i want actual facts of events that are happening do, do i really have any kind of a platform like that or who do i trust so see that's what it is so uh, before answering this question that what is the platform where you can find the real news or you can find the real aspects of you know what is going on the reality of it uh, before that i would you know just uh, want to raise a point here that major governments of the world and i mean again taking the example of india because that's what relevant to us you know and that's what in front of us they have technically with time in these you know in in the particular regime they have destroyed all these pillars not just media right they have destroyed your enforcement directorate they have destroyed your cag um, right to information kind of acts uh, they have destroyed your uh, judiciary they have destroyed your media now media is a business house right it's a bus- media exactly house. exactly it's a profit center yeah it's a profit center so it would run on profits so anything that can run on profits you can you know buy it right and that's easy that that was coming that was the uh, the epitome of media as one could say wherein you are manufacturing news now rather than you know showing the news right you are uh, basically selling an ideology or selling you know your leaders rather than criticizing them because criticizing them requires a lot of efforts because you need to have everything in front of you you know all the criticisms in front of you but then it's very easy to praise and this acts like subliminal perception have you heard this term subliminal perception no i i'm i was about to ask you that i'm i'm not aware of what that means subliminal perception is uh, is a psychological term 
but it is basically okay. used in marketing and advertising right wherein okay. i am trying to inculcate a thought in your mind by not directly mm-hmm. saying it to you so as we are discussing about these points right now i am directly criticizing some points of democracy and we are talking specifically on something and you know we are very clear on what we are discussing isn't it but if you look at a lot of advertisements and a lot of marketing strategies uh you would realize that they are inculcating thoughts in your mind without even you knowing so like for example associating uh, pm modi with uh, you know um as the word okay 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 uh, ritwik a little a little louder please here again i keep i keep losing your volume after so i don't know whether it is a network or something is it fine i hope it's fine yeah yeah so it it gets better i think uh, whenever you're moving it it gets better but slowly it starts fading away sure i'll keep that in mind so uh, as we were discussing uh, so if you look at it right uh, nobody actually told you that uh, you know uh, what modi's ba- background has been or what uh, our you know pm and bjp stands for but mm-hmm. but the thing is uh, if you look at even the movies these days even if you look at uh, you know marketing strategies of uh, uh, various uh, uh, you know products that 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 are there in the market, you would see there is a sense of nationalism already getting inculcated into you, which is being driven of to course. from from the ruling party's perspective, right? Now these are not right. direct signals. These are not direct signals for asking for votes or you know selling their whatever ideology that there is, but these mm-hmm. are subliminal messages that directly hit your subconscious. They don't. they don't enter your consciousness they directly surface it and you know enter into your unconscious or subconscious right right so your right so uh, uh, sorry about cutting you off here so what you mean is uh, that whenever i am thinking of make uh, any company or making any buying decision and i think about make in india it automatically connects me with the present ruling system or the present ruling party right yeah of course i mean acronyms acronyms uh, in itself is kind of a subliminal perception mm-hmm. right and i was searching about uh, i mean because i am interested of course in this topic and i strongly believe in it so i was searching about you know how cults are established yeah 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 so, so we'll talk about it later there's an entire theory at the background of it but as to answer your question as to how can you get to know that what is right and what is wrong and what is real and what is not uh, i believe that the only way to do it is by researching yourself right and creating your own perspectives the difference between a perspective and a perception is that perspectives are always dependent on some solid proofs or some solid research and perceptions are just taken at the highest of it right and because you're saying that i have or i mean society in general has very limited very limited uh uh amounts of time where it can focus on a given topic i would usually not care about about dwelling deep into everything and finding out every fact of what i'm hearing or what i'm reading in the newspapers or the social media platform and just take their word for it because i i don't have like i don't have like a few hours in a day every day where i deep down into every uh with, with every piece of news to actually find out what the truth is that that's that's what you mean right and that's where the whole 
the whole dopamine things uh, thing kicks in like uh, like you know for facebook for example if i if i keep on searching a particular kind of uh, kind of post on facebook whether it is positive or negative then the facebook ai will keep on sending me more and more of the sim- of similar content if uh, same thing with youtube or if i keep on searching for videos on funny dogs then the next time in my suggestions or in the top of my page it automatically it automatically kicks in funny dog videos and things like that definitely so, so and that is just reaffirming oh, that is just reaffirming what i already believe in so don't you think that this is actually uh, this is actually uh, putting a curtain of on on another perceptions and and like not allowing me to uh, not allowing me to actually uh, discover new things etc which was i mean i mean which i thought is the whole the whole idea of uh, the whole idea of a social media platform or a decentralized or a, or a decentralized source of information in the first place yeah so it's like you know your boss asking you to work hard so that you know you can get a promotion but uh, he is asking you to work hard not to get the promotion but he is asking you to work hard so that you know the company can profit out of it getting right point? you work from the perspective that okay i want to get a promotion Mm-hmm. but the real reason is that you know the the government needs to oh, sorry the the company needs to you know grow right yes similarly uh, the social media came in as you know uh, uh, giving you abundance of information or giving you abundance of knowledge right and making it accessible to everybody but uh, the real reason is uh, something else the real reason is to control your thinking it's to control how you think and how you react and how you behave but then uh i mean from an entrepreneur and this is just straying off a little a little off topic like we did last time mm-hmm. i mean if i am an entrepreneur my first goal or my or for example if i am mark zuckerberg back in 20, back in 2000s first uh, first decade my first thought would not ideally be controlling controlling mindsets around the world right my first thought would be how can i get more clicks and this is like solving uh like killing two birds with the same stone right i'm i'm getting more clicks because people get a dopamine kick out of whatever i'm uh, whatever i'm presenting to them and at the same time it also curtails the kind of new discoveries or or the kind of new perceptions that they are able to form because they're not because i am somehow uh curtailing that that information or withholding that information from them uh, whether i'm using ai for it or a manual operator for it is another question so see the true um, i mean again it's my opinion it might not be right it's not based on any theory or anything that i have read but uh, if i think of it in your lines i believe that you know uh, even if we talk about from an entrepreneurial perspective his idea wouldn't have been or shouldn't have been uh, to get more clicks his idea rather was much bigger than that his idea was to create a virtual reality right okay a virtual society Yes. Yes. That. Earlier, yeah. Exactly. Earlier, earlier, you used to talk with people and you know face to face discuss things in you know a particular forum wherein you are meeting them and discussing it. Whether it's uh, you know uh, your your meeting groups or community herds, etc., etc. Now it is all in Facebook, and I know like even in our parents' generation, they are doing it now on Facebook, right? they are not trained for it they they are trained to be in a community kind of system we are trained to be on facebook we are trained to be on instagram we are trained to you know 
uh, be there and this is the dopamine kick that you get out of facebook because you can say whatever you want and you can get all the content that gives you pleasure and at the same time you don't have to put in so much of brain because these use one very important thing that is i mean another tool that there is in front of you know these uh, uh, this, this cult as i would say is the the meme culture or the infographic culture right wherein for everything you now need an infographic you don't need information you need graphical representation of it because of lesser you know, attention spans yeah right yeah because of lesser attention span because of um, you know uh, less analysis into it you're getting so with a meme what happened is happens is you know uh, you don't have to think too much you just see the meme you it reaffirms your belief and that's done right no matter whether it's true whether it's you know a lie whether it's whatever mm-hmm. it just gives you that kick and it's done but the job right. is done but i i would really want to uh, i would really want to get back okay so we've talked about media which is one we know for certain i mean that's not even up for debate that wherever you are getting strong leaders out of democracy like you have in india like you have in russia uh, okay so russia not actually being a democracy of sorts but uh, like you have in uh, like you uh, like you have in most countries today i mean with the emergence of strong democratic leaders it is it is in some way killing off democracy in itself so if you have a strong leader at the head of a democratic party that means that he is going to completely annihilate uh, the opposition and once there is once there is no mic in front of an opposition that automatically is a deterrent to democracy because one of i mean one of the key things in a democracy is that you are opposed on everything and that's how an opposition keeps check on whatever whatever course of action the ruling party or the ruling government wants to take right so so these two things are uh, these two things are done here but i mean uh, and we also do understand that i mean from from a tyranny from a tyranny kind of uh, a history how we moved into democracy that is basically because people wanted a they wanted more regions larger audiences etc it became difficult for tyrants it became it it if uh, it becomes it practically even now becomes very difficult for you to control a large group of people directly if you wish to do so so the obvious answer is that you decentralize your power or you give away your power to somebody like like for example again going back to uh, the entrepreneur or the corporate world uh, what you see is when you're working in a small startup almost all of the decisions are being taken by the head of the company or the founder or the ceo right but as it grows i mean uh, i'm i'm now a 1 billion dollar company so i have a chro who's going going to take human resource decisions for me i am going to have uh, a marketing head who's going to take care of sales and revenue decisions for me then i am going to have uh, somebody else taking care of technology decisions for me and and so that is basically me giving away power to other people me giving away decision making power to other people and that's how democracies are born and and that's that's also how you see that uh when companies start growing this slowly shift from uh, from from a one man show to a more decentralized decision making entity which in itself is a form of democracy and that's how you come to boards and you get elected onto boards into ceos and so on and so forth so this makes sense when you're uh, as you as you very rightly pointed out uh, from uh from yuval's work from sapiens that uh 
that because you're living in a finite resource uh, because you're living in a uh, in a piece of land which has got finite resource and you grow in some because and you're always uh, breeding more humans within that limited uh, amount of space and the and the kind of uh, and the kind of resources that you can cultivate or consume out of that limited uh, finite piece of land is always going to be uh, is always by nature of of the planet is going to be finite you would obviously want to expand and the more you expand the more people you are it becomes difficult for one person to do it and as we are getting larger and larger and larger in terms of community uh, we are looking at more decentralized decision making but what i uh, again now moving to the second part of this i mean wh- what you see here or what you actually experience happening or what we are seeing is a cusp of change uh, in that kind of in that kind of behavior or in that kind of management system if i were to call a government that uh because uh, see we've always we've been hearing for quite some time now that we're looking at one world one government theories and we're looking at universal basic income so so do you think that we are going to go on a full circle and and there will be a time where the entire planet is being ruled by i don't know 20 odd people who are elected or by whatever means chosen to represent our interest etc on the world stage and then they are going to be calling a shot we live in strange times indeed staying put to absorb the feeds a bloated world bleeds as a pandemic sows its seed oh it's only a flu worry not get on to work they say ignore the worrisome lot only till they too pass away till the bodies begin to rot a muffled sneeze unmasks its plot to topple over the might of god the mighty shiver the cities crumble a deadly global drought leaves us all humble <laughs>